The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion. You have a praise report or prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Local, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join us today. 800-366-888. 83. I say again, if you're outside the Las Vegas area, like to call in and join in on our radio discussion today, 800-366-8883. We are being broadcasted from Las Vegas' KKVV, which is 1060 AM, and on the FM dial would be 101.5 FM. We're also being streamed live, audio and video from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. We just Mm -hmm. wave to you. Again, that is www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed part one and part two of our three-part series, which is called Put a Praise on Your Pain, you can go to our website again, www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to what you've missed. Be Sure to catch our other broadcast. The gospel is always free on our watch. It's no charge. Enjoy it. And we're also being um, able to find us on iTunes. And that is also free. No charge. Amen. So we're going to get right into it. But before we do that, I must say hello to my dear brother in Christ. He's to my right. You'll see him to your left. That would be Brother Vernon Davis. How are you, man of God? I'm doing great, Sister Nina. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Very excited to get into our finale, our third part of Put a Praise on Your Pain. And this that we're going to look at today is deception. So before we get into deception, deceit, and lies... I want to um, give a definition of what deception is. Deception, number one, the act of making someone believe something that is not true, the act of deceiving someone, an act or statement intended to make people believe something that is not true. The legal definition of deception, one, an act of deceiving, two, something that deceives deceit. 
Synonyms, discussion of deception. Deception, fraud, double dealing, subterfuge, trickery means the acts or practices of one who deliberately deceives. Deception may or may not imply blameworthiness since it may suggest cheating or merely tactical resource. Magicians, excuse me, magicians are masters of deception. Mm-hmm. Fraud always implies guilt and often criminality in act or practice. Indicted for fraud, double dealing suggests treachery or at least action contrary to a professed attitude, a go-between suspected of double dealing. Subterfuge suggests the adoption of a stratagem or the telling of a lie in order to escape guilt or to gain an end, obtain the papers by subterfuge. Trickery implies ingenious acts intended to dupe or cheat, resorted to trickery to gain their ends. So now we have a common understanding of what deception is. Now let's look at it from a spiritual standpoint. Amen. So we are going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Now you have the New King James Version. Is that correct, Brother Vernon? That's correct. So would you bless us with that reading? Again, we are in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. We are in the third and final phase of our three-part series put a Mm -hmm. praise on your pain and we are talking about deception deceit and lies today okay first peter chapter 5 verse 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour okay so he is a very vicious fighter and he does not fight fair and he's roaming around. So it would appear he's not resting, is he, brother? No, he's not. And, he's... He, and he is going to roam and continue to roam until he gets his prey. Amen. So his appetite is insatiable, which means it's never satisfied. That's right. All right. Now we need to go to James, the book of James. We're going to look at chapter 4 and verse 7. We're going to go to the book of James, and we are going to go to chapter 4, verse 7, and we're going to see what the Word of God says. Amen? Amen. So it's going to go backwards to the left of Peter. Right, and just after Hebrews. That's right. Okay, and that address again? James 4, verse 7. Okay, James 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, that's how you do it, right? Real simple. Real straightforward. But who are we supposed to submit ourselves to? God, to his will. And when we do that, it seems we are confident that we can resist the devil. Resist the devil. And what will the devil do? Run, he will flee, take off. From who? (laughs) From us. From you. From God, from us, because God has covered us. But when we submit to him, he's standing in between. He is there. He oh, fights yes. our battles. Oh, yeah. Well, see, we know that have studied the word that Satan was thrown out of heaven. Amen. Not only was he thrown out, but he took a third of third the angel angels. choir with him. Mm-hmm. So this is very important that we understand this. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's a guarantee. It's a promise. And it's a God promise. Amen. You don't have to. Worry, 
God keeps his promises. Amen. Amen. He's a covenant keeper. Now we're going to go to 1 John. We're going to go to chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 8. Again, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Coming from the New King James. Version still, chapter 3, verse 8. Word of God says, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Wow. So how long has the devil been doing what he's been doing? From the beginning. Okay. So the beginning, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to Genesis and let's check it out. Let's go to chapter 3, verse 1. So he was there in the beginning, right? Amen. And he's been sinning since the beginning, Amen. correct? Amen. So we have to understand. But for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Who is the Son of God? Jesus Christ. That he might destroy the works of the devil. So that's his whole purpose. Amen? Amen. And he has. Amen. Because he defeated what? Death. Amen. And to be separated from God eternally is a result of sin. But Jesus died for all of us. And his blood is the propitiation, the full payment for sin. Amen. That's why he was manifested. Wow. Deception. And some people don't know that. They believe lies. They don't even understand what his purpose was. It just told us what his purpose was, right? Mm -hmm. All right. I just love you, Brother Vernon. You're so agreeable with the word of God. <laughs> That's true. I was just reflecting on, on this deception that has been part of my life in the past, how easy it is. And my, the word that came to my mind was because um, it's fun. You know, it doesn't seem right, but gosh, it's so much fun. I'm, I'm going to do it can't be that bad and that and then I then I by me saying that it can't be that bad I've given the victory to the other guy to, to you know who because then why did, would I think that afterwards why did I take that drink why would I go with that person we are supposed to submit ourselves to God right, right. right? you know and then, resist the devil then, okay. but I think we missed the first part in submitting ourselves to God. Amen. Because in submitting ourselves to God, Vernon, we wouldn't come any kind of way. Right. We wouldn't say any kind of thing. Right. Because we understand we must worship him in spirit and truth. Right. So the true right. worshipers have to get real. You mm -hmm. cannot please him as far as worship. And if it doesn't con contain truth, what? And what else? We must worship him in, in spirit. spirit. His spirit. spirit. Amen. And, and, Not spirit. And follow his will. That's why with me, myself, will. Saying all that. I have, you know, my prayer is you, you're in control, God. It's your will, not mine. But, Every morning. But do you know how they promote liquor? They call it wine and spirits. <laughs> but it is a spirit. Yes. Pastor T told me that. Uh, it opens up to several spirits. Many. Okay. I, I'm aware. When we when I we remember. when we overindulge, man of God, when we overindulge, I remember. Okay, so let's look at uh, Genesis chapter three, and we're going to look at verse one, and then we have a caller. We are going to catch the call. Amen. So mm. Genesis chapter three, verse one. What does it say? Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which is the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" 
So that's a lie from Amen. the start. Amen. That's it. More cunning than anything. He's more cunning than Amen. man. More more cunning than anything that's been created. Amen. And Satan was what? An angel. So he's a created being. We're going to catch the call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina, how are you? Hey, woman of God, how are you? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and Yahweh reigns. Praise God, I agree with you. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are speaking on deception. I know that's part of that series. And, uh, yes. I, I got to tell them, you know, I was just reading just yesterday in regard to the spirit of truth versus the spirit of error and how we have to test the different spirits that, you know, um, are in the world, especially those that deny the Messiah versus those that believe in him. Mm-hmm. And about loving, and that's in First John chapter four, that chapter. And you were just in chapter three of First John. So right. I just want to thank you for the timely message. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. It is so good to hear your voice, and we love the encouragement. And you must kiss yourself and your lovely mother for me. And brother Roger, you keep up the good work too. Stay faithful. I mean, brother Roger. <laughs> well, he, he's he's listening. Well, <laughs> no, we know you meant brother Vernon. <laughs> brother Vernon D. David. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's what I'm talking <laughs> thank about. Thank you. We All appreciate right. that. We love you, sister Dorothy. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Take care. All Take right. Care. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Well, praise God for Sister Dorothy. Always so faithful, always Amen. so diligent, and really encouraging us in the Word of God. We appreciate that. God bless her. Uh, so, Brother Vernon, we would agree that that is the deception right there. And the thing is, is that Satan attacks us through our weaknesses. Do you know what Eve's weakness was right there? So, let's look at it. Let's let's look at it. Let's look at verse 2. Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. In verse 3, But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. 5. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay, there it is mm-hmm. right there. Verse 5, read that again. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay, so the thing is right here. Now let's look at verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good... For food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. The thing is that she desired the fruit because it would make her wise. Wise to the point that she would be like God. Amen. You know what that is? Pride. That weakness? Pride. Pride want to be like somebody and the only thing she wanted to be was to be wise like him so that she can consider herself an equal mm-hmm. and that is a problem and that's how satan gets us brother vernon by our weaknesses that thing that we dwell on that we don't have i wish i had that and then you start telling yourself, if I had that, then I'll be like this. And then you accuse God of holding out on you. Well, why did you give that to Brother Vernon when I should have had that? 
Why does Brother Vernon get a pass all the time? I should have that. Why do you do that, God? You know what I've been doing for you. Mm-hmm. See how that starts to work? Mm-hmm. And so we get drawn in. And then he takes advantage of our weaknesses because we are constantly worried about what we don't have and what God is holding out on us that we should have it right now. I'm supposed to have it right now. That's very childlike in our approach. Well, I'm like that at times, but what I ask for right now, patience, I want, (laughs) I pray for that. Well, we don't want it. Unless it's in the timing that God has designed for us. Because then we're able to receive it as a blessing. If we eat fruit before it's time, it's not ripe. It can hurt us. And then when it's overripe, it can hurt us too. There is a season for everything. And then when we start questioning God as far as his timing... And he's outside of time. What does that say about us? Lack of faith. And lack of what? Obedience. Mm-hmm. Hello, Young Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Yes, I have a question. Sure. Um, what you're talking about, Eve wanting to uh, take God's place or be like God, what is the difference in that and um, making abortion and same sex marriage? laws that break God's laws. In the context that we're talking about Eve, the serpent was able to deceive her because he told her that the day that she eats the fruit, she would be wise. She would be all knowing. So she wanted to be all knowing to have the superior knowledge as God had. Now you speak about laws that deal with same-sex marriage and abortion. Uh, did I hear you correct? Yes. Okay. Do, okay. So let's let, Okay. So let's go back to abortion. Somebody has to get pregnant. Correct. Correct. Okay. So either they are going to be pregnant, married, or they're going to be pregnant, unmarried. So it's the person's decision whether to carry the child to term or not carry the child to term. Sometimes there are some severe medical conditions and a child has to be taken in order for the mother to live. Sometimes that is the case. But at the end of the day, when we're looking at abortion, it's a personal choice. But so, are you saying that then it does not break God's law? What, I, what I'm saying is that it's up to the individual to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because some people are not in relationship with him. They do not recognize his divinity. They don't see anything wrong with it. And then some people were unaware of the law about it as far as God's law. What I'm saying is I believe... That abortion is wrong. You should not take a life. However, there are some medical situations and extreme cases where there's a choice that has to be made. But it's not for me to judge them. They have to understand what the consequences are as far as that sin is concerned. Now, in reference to same-sex marriage, 
if you want the definition of what marriage is, as far as holy matrimony, what God says marriage is, then you read his book, the Bible, excuse me, and it'll tell you what marriage is. There are some people, again, who are not believers. There are some people who are believers that have been deceived. So that's why we're talking about deception, because Satan has been there in the beginning, and he has been a liar and a murderer, a a thief, and God knows every other sinful thing from the beginning. So it's important, brother, that we establish those of us who are given this gift to preach and to teach, to inform God's people of what God really says and what God really means. We're all we're all sinners. But we don't have to stay sinning in areas where we should know the truth. And once we know the truth, we cannot hide behind the lie and the sin anymore. We become totally accountable. But there's something that's called forgiveness. There's something that's called repentance. And if we walk in true forgiveness and if we accept the gift of repentance and we turn from that thing that caused us to be separated from God, he can reconcile us back to him and he can forgive the sin that we committed as if it never happened. We truly Amen. need to understand only he can do it. He can fix what is broken. He can straighten out what is crooked. He can make what was dead alive. So we really have to understand Satan cannot do that. His whole purpose is to keep us separated from God so that we will not spend eternity with him that Jesus did not die to save us. He did die to save us and we have to really stop blaming God for being disobedient. Okay, I agree. Now, I have one more question, then I'll go. I, I hope I answered your question, man of God. You, you certainly did. You certainly did, and I agree. that We do need to educate people because God's people perish for lack of knowledge. I received that, and I agree with you on that, sir, because that is written in the Word. I do agree with you. So, one last question. Of course. If people... Vote for those who make abortion and same-sex marriage uh, 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 law. Is that willfully and knowingly sinning? Okay, let me answer your question, and I'm glad that you brought that up. A politician is not a pastor. A politician is not necessarily qualified to be a man or woman of God. A religious test is not given when it comes to politics. So I I don't I don't expect them to operate in that context as a believer would operate, whether they operate or not. I know the truth. I have a personal responsibility. So when I stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, I can't say politician A led me this way or politician B led me this way because the Lord, my Lord and Savior is going to ask me, did you not know my word? And then the thing it says that, you know, wisdom he gives liberally so we can always ask. And that's why the Holy Spirit is here to help us and to guide us. Now, God in the northern kingdom raised up evil kings. There was not one good king in the northern kingdom. And there were only a few in the southern kingdom. So the thing is, is that every man, woman, boy and girl will have their appointed time. 
And I really, really strongly suggest that people not get caught up in politics and get caught up in the word of God. Because when you're caught up in the word of God and you have a relationship with him, he will guide you accordingly. But I have seen many men and women raised up in the Bible and God would not be mocked. Okay, so what a man sows is what a man will reap. So it does not matter to me what the laws are in a country. What matters to me is that I follow God's law. Jesus taught about this. He asked them to bring him a coin and it had Caesar's face on it. He said, render to Caesar what is Caesar and render to God's what is God. We are made in the image of God. It does not matter what the state is doing or what the country is doing because God is on the throne and he is in control. So I need to be able to give an account on myself based on whether I am a child of God or not. And he will see and he will know because what deceives us is what's in our heart. And we are trying to understand, do not allow yourself align yourself with the heart of the wicked because he's been a killer from the beginning. So that's why we're trying to, understand deception because it's a true characteristic of satan himself and he's a killer and he's totally against god well that's why i believe that we're being deceived that we think and it has nothing to do with politics Mm -hmm. other than your personal vote sure has nothing to do with the politician but if we can vote and say killing babies is okay and same-sex marriage is okay i don't think that I don't think we're lining up with the Bible. Well, the thing is, man of God, everybody is not going to make it. <laughs> That's so, right. I'm so, you know, so I want you to know the road is very, the, the, the gate is very wide, but the road is narrow. Not only is it narrow, it's difficult. So God has a right to test our authenticity and we're going to have to give an account for what we do and what we don't do. But a lot of times, uh, things are not as they seem because he used the Assyrians to chastise his people. He used the Babylonians to chastise the people. And guess what? Those who submitted to God were able to go back and rebuild the temple. So I think it's a time where we need to go back and turn back to God and rebuild the temple of our hearts and of our homes, because that's what we need to do. It does not matter what's going on in the land. And there was a lot of evil going on in the land. Matter of fact, Habakkuk screamed, God, how much longer must I watch this violence? And that was against the house of Israel. And God said, you know, basically, he said, if I told you what I was going to do, you couldn't understand it. But just know every man has their appointed time. So we have to decide what we're going to do. Amen. Well, know that I love you. God bless you, brother. And thank you for asking some hard questions. questions. I appreciate it. Challenge me anytime. Challenge me anytime because I need to know whose side I'm on. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. God bless you, sir. Good question. You too. Thanks Uh a lot. Bye-bye. Hello. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you, uh, Sister Nina. With all respect, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Is is that okay? Because you're you're the pastor, but I I have to disagree with you when you you say about politics in this country or uh, what you just repeated. You know, when God God made, made the world... The country of the United States of America was blessed by God. Not every country, not Mexico, not Brazil, not not any country was blessed by God like the United States of America is. 
And the United States of America has a lot to do with God from the very beginning and probably till the end. I know that for a fact because when I was a little bitty kid, I came down the mountain and, and I didn't know Jesus yet. I, I was just a little child. And I used to come down. My mom lived in a mountain way up there on the top. And I would come down singing, God bless America. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And all my country teeth of the... And I was just a little child. I remember I was six years old. And I was thinking, who in the world is putting all these things in my mind? And it was the Lord. The United States of America and what's going on right now in this country has a lot to do with that. The American flag, as a matter of fact, to me, since I was a little bitty kid, the American flag was to me Jesus. Jesus, I would see my American flag in school everywhere I saw it, six, seven years, eight years old. To me, that was represented Jesus, my American flag. And, and as of now, you know, uh, the Bible does say there's not one good in this world. Not, not one is good. And the mercies of God endure. You know, every morning God gives us his mercies so that we can repent of what's going on in our lives. But I love the Lord and I love your program, but this country has so much to do with God. It is the country of God. If you go all over the world, you don't see what you see in this country. The, the Lord opens your eyes so that you can see what's, what's in this country, what he has blessed us with from the very first day since we were born. Thank you, ma'am. God Amen. Bless you. Well, thank you, Sister Yolanda. Amen. Well, I'm going to respond to Sister Yolanda. Uh, God establishes his kingdom, and it's not called the United States of America. It's called the kingdom of God. God does not give a a geography test as to where you're located. You do not get a pass because you're located in a certain location. The Apostle Paul taught us a true Jew is the one that has been circumcised by the spirit with the heart. Amen. Mm -hmm. You could not use your lineage That you're of the seed of Abraham, you're the seed of Isaac, you're the seed of Jacob, you're the seed of Joseph, that you have been circumcised on the eighth day. There's no religious test or tribal test that you can have. A man has to confess that Jesus is Lord. It has nothing to do with geography you have to believe in the death burial and resurrection of the lord jesus christ now i want to go to exodus 20 and let's look at the ten commandments and i want someone to tell me if it mentions anything about the united states of america so brother vernon what is the first command i am the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage you shall have no other gods before me Okay, so to have a country that you believe is superior because of its name or its geography is false. It's a deception. What does the second one say? You shall not make for yourself a car of image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Keep going. You shall not bow down to them. Or nor serve them, for I am the Lord your God, 
am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. Okay, so the thing is, is that we can't idolize anything. That Amen. speaks to idolatry, correct? Amen. So we have to be very, very careful when we idolize something. The United States of America has a lot of blood on her hands. And we have to be very, very careful because there were some people who were in power who did not even recognize people like you and I as real human beings. Vernon, only because the color of our skin, we were considered chattel. We were considered property. Less than. There were women who were not even considered equal to a man when the Constitution was being formed. They were also considered chattel. It took them a hundred years to be able to vote, man of God. So I know the region that I am in right now. I know because I was born in this country, it makes me a citizen. But I'm in the world. I'm not of the world. Amen. I am a child of the most high God. I am a daughter of Zion. So my father, who is in heaven, is over all creation. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. So I appreciate Sister Yolanda having a love for this country. And this country was uh, formed on some principles that were adhering to the Bible. However, it has not treated everybody equally. The word of God says it's not a respecter of a person. Amen? Amen. That no matter my station in life, I am an equal joint heir with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have the same inheritance coming to me that he has coming to him. And to me. And that's because he loved me before I loved myself. He did not dismiss me because I was a woman. He did not dismiss me because of the color of my skin. He did not dismiss me because of my geography. He doesn't have any favorite children. He has children and he has those who are not his children. So we cannot buy into the lies. And there's two commandments that he gave us. We're supposed to love God more than anything. With our whole mind, body, and soul. So if you love anything other than God like that, you're wrong. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus if you are a believer. And then we're supposed to love our fellow man as we love ourselves. So to come against me because I'm a woman, to come against me because of the color of my skin, to come against me because of my geographical location, to come against me because of what I have in my purse and I don't have in my purse is not of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you for being patient, caller. God bless you. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs. Praise the Lord. This is Ella Jennings. I walked in the room and heard you heard that comment, and sister, you are right on, right on, right on, right on, right on. Uh, chocolate woman. Well, amen. You know, and, and chocolate brother. And, 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 and it's true. You got to realize one thing. You're right. You got to believe in God and believe in his son, Yeshua, Jesus. Otherwise, we ain't going nowhere. And then not just believe in him, but to live for him and be holy for him. For I am holy, said the Lord, because Israel rebelled, and God loved Israel. Yes, he did. And they got judged. Amen. Israel ain't no better than 
uh, to because God had no respect of person than the United States and the other country that God judged. It's a lot of mess going on in this country, and they have one down. And you know what? The blood of this nation is crying out, and God is a righteous judge and a fair, and He gonna judge this country if, if they don't get their act together. We pray for our people, but when the leaderships and and and, and people in politics don't play fair and don't do right and discriminate because. If you hate a man without a cause, it is sin. Yes, it is. Because God is loving. Sister, I got your back. You are right on. Tell the truth and shame the devil. He's a lie. I'm going to burn in fire. I'm through. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you, and you always welcome on the program. You know that, man of God. All right. So, Brother Vernon, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to go to chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 4. We're talking about deception here deceit and lies amen amen second corinthians chapter four verse four four mm-hmm. okay from the new king james version whose mind the god of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god should shine on them now the god of this age is satan amen this is his reign This is why we have what we have going on. Amen. Amen. And we are waiting for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come back because he said he was coming back. Amen. Amen. And then he's going to put this thing right. But that's no reason for us to lose heart. There's still no reason for us not to fight the hard fight and to stand against all evil. Amen? Amen. Wherever we see it. Now, let's go to chapter 11. And we're going to look at verses 14 and 15. We're still in 2 Corinthians, man of God. So 2 Corinthians chapter 11, let's look at verses 14 and 15. Verse 14, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. 15, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. Okay, now we're familiar with slavery. That was an economic uh, vehicle that a certain part of the country used to enrich themselves. These people that they enslaved were enslaved against their will. They did not properly care for them. They did not properly uh, pay them. They did everything to them because they did not see them as human beings. They saw them as animals. So, you know, the thing is, is that there were people who were put in a position of owning a home called a plantation and would not allow people to read at all. Matter of fact, if they found out that they were reading, they would kill them. Why wouldn't you want them to read? Why wouldn't you want them to know the word of God? Because then their eyes would be open. There would be no deception. And they would know that this is not how I should be treated. And when you call yourself a man or woman of God, you have an obligation to be Christ-like. To, because you're made in the image of God. Now, God does not have any physical characteristics. He does not have eyes. He does not have fingers. He does not have colored skin. He doesn't have a textured hair. God is a spirit. So guess what? He has characteristics called love, called patience, called righteousness. Amen? Amen. Called justice, forgiveness. So how can you 
have that for somebody based on how they look and then don't have it for the same because of how they look. That's hypocritical. So we have to understand that, that if we don't look at history and learn from history, because the word of God is a historical book, then we have gained nothing. If we want to continue down a certain path, we are going to get the same result and it's not going to be good. So I don't have to be blind. I don't have to stay confused. The word of God has opened my eyes. It has helped me to understand and to give forgiveness. Now, I can't change what happened in the past, but I'm definitely responsible for what I do right here and right now in this moment, man of God. And I choose to love. I choose to save the lost at all costs. I choose to make sure that we are recognizing each other as brothers and sisters, no matter what our physical calities are. Amen? Amen. Our localities are. Localities. I love you, Brother Vernon, and I love my listeners. And some of them I may not never meet in the physical, Mm -hmm. but I've met them in the spirit and God bless them. And I will see them again. I am living for the testimony Mm -hmm. that my life was not in vain. And only because the work I do for Christ is the only thing that's going to last. Nothing else is going to matter, man of God. So we got to get this right. We're going to go to Acts chapter 20, and we're going to look at verses 29 through 31. Acts chapter 20, and let's look at verses 29 through 31. Hey, Acts chapter 20, verse 29. Mm -hmm. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. 30. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. 31. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Now that's the Apostle Paul. He says that he knows that he's getting ready to leave. He knows that he is getting ready to die. Amen. Amen. But he has the testimony for three years. What did he do? He didn't. He mourned everyone. He did not cease. Day and night. And how passionate was it? It was so passionate that he had tears tears. in his eyes. That's fire. That's passion. That's reverent. That's unstopping. Do you understand? That's how much it burned for him. And then who did he say was going to rise up? The false ones, didn't he? Mm. And guess where they were going to be? They were going to be among us. Among who? The believers. It's important to deceive the believer. It's not important to to deceive the unbeliever. They already don't believe. They already lost. It's because that's the devil's job, to steal, kill, and destroy, to deceive, to separate people from God eternally. I I know before in my past, every time I said, I'm going to start doing right, then things out of nowhere came to, like, hinder me. As long as I was doing wrong, it wasn't, it just, you know, seemed whatever. I said, you know what, I'm going to quit drinking. Here comes somebody with a free bottle out of nowhere. Nobody gave me a free bottle or free anything or something else. It was like to draw me back into that 
you know. Well, what are we supposed to do? Submit ourselves to God, right. resist the devil, right. and it said he will flee. That's right. the formula right there. Right. That's how we deal with deception. Amen? Amen. So let's go to Matthew chapter 4. We are going to Matthew chapter 4. Okay. Now, in chapter 4, Jesus had just fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Amen? Amen. So this is, he's in, in a weakened state. Okay, you haven't had 40, for 40 days, you haven't had no rest, no food, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey Amen. You, you pretty much spent, would you say? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at how Jesus dealt with temptation. He's a man, amen? amen. He's God wrapped in flesh, so he's a man at this particular time. Would we agree? Agree. All right, so, but he's not like any other man, amen? <laughs> we will agree with that too. That's but absolutely. a man, no doubt, in a flesh, right? Right. Okay, so let's look at, the first verse we're in Matthew four chapter uh, I mean Matthew chapter four verse one. So keep reading, brother. Let's go. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Well, who was he being tempted by? Satan, the devil. Okay, and led up. And led up. In, Where is he? In the wilderness. Okay, so he's not in the city. Amen. Amen. There's nothing out there that but, he can run and hide from. He's in the wilderness, and who is he with? The, the number devil. one chief killer. Amen. Public enemy number one. Make no doubt. He being led. Okay? Amen. So let's keep going. Two, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Three, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Okay. He said, if. Creating doubt. I'm already a child of God. I don't have to prove anything. He's already the son of God. What does he have to prove to somebody who's, who doesn't believe and mm-hmm. is a, and is a, a killer? And a, and the chief rebeller. Amen? Amen. So what is there to prove? So guess what? First we see most people's struggle is going to be physical. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, right? Mm-hmm. He had been led by Satan. He's in the wilderness, right? So he doesn't have any creature comforts around. So most people, their, their struggle is going to be physical. Amen. So can we get that? Yes. So we agree that this is physical now. Yes. Because the body is weakened. It's in a weakened state. Would we agree? Okay, so go ahead. And he says what? Uh, if, if you make this, if you are who you say you are, then you should be able to make what? These stones. Those into, into bread. bread. Okay. What will you deal with the bread? He hasn't eaten for right. 40 days, right? Right. And 40 nights. So guess what? Bread. I can eat. Okay. Well, if you are who you say you are, then, you know, let, let's do this. And then you can eat, right? Amen. Why you just don't give me something? <laughs> Why I got to do something to prove something to you and you are my enemy? Wow, Vernon. Boom. Catch that in your spirit. <laughs> so let's go to verse 4. Verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God kept him in those 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't have bread. He didn't have water. So 40 days and 40 nights have happened. Who has kept him? God. God. So we got to understand. Jesus understood and, and read scripture to him, right? Spoke scripture to him. Because he knew how to fight him. With what? The word of God. Submit yourselves to the word of God. To God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. flee. So guess what? In his physical test, he presented 
the word of God. He didn't say I'm the son of God. Never even got to that. You're not obligated to answer a question that's asked of you by the enemy. You don't take commands from the enemy. No demons. No imps. Nobody on special assignment working for the devil. A non-believer. Hello? A reprobated mind. One that once bled and now turned and followed something else. How about that? So let's go. Five. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Six. And said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Okay. So now we're dealing with possessions and power. What does God have? All power, power. not some power. What does the Son of God have? All power, not some power. What does the Holy Spirit have? All power, not some power. The Spirit represents the Spirit of God. So we know who has all power. That Lucifer was a created being. He was an angel. So how is an angel going to have more power than God? God is the one who created him. And not only was God there, the son was there of God and also the Holy Spirit. Amen. They Amen. were all there in the beginning. Hello. Amen. So he keeps asking him if you are the son of God. He already knows he's the son of God. Why do you have to be tested about who you are? You already a child of God. Once you give your life to God, once you make that declaration, you don't have to keep asking yourself or letting other people question who you are. Because when they keep doing that, they question God. Yes. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Am I a child of God? I'm a child. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not manic like that. So, what is his answer? Seven, Jesus said to him, It is written, again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. If that don't tell you who he is, I don't know what does, man of God. Did he set him straight on that one? Yes. See, because he's God over all. He's Lord over all. Amen? Amen. Okay, so... That's the power right there. What power is greater than that? Nothing Nothing. created can even challenge, let alone fix their mouth to ask that question. Hello? So let's go to the next one. Verse 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Didn't we just read that when we're over in Exodus? Yes. So are we supposed to be worshiping any country? No. Are we supposed to be worshiping any constitution? That can change, that people can change, (laughs) don't even know the desires of the hearts of those that wrote it at that particular time. I don't believe that it was inspired. Amen? Amen. Because it was only for some, not for all. And until it's for all, it really doesn't have the power that it was supposed to have. Hello? Hello. But I know who this was written for, the Word of God. And there's no child test to be a child of God, is there? 
Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8.14 Romans 8.14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 15 For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. 16 The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. 17 And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory with that which shall be revealed in us. So the suffering of this present time cannot compare to what, man of with God? With the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4, 15. So I want people to understand what we got going for us. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4:15 uh-huh. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Now, did we just see that yes, in Matthew we did. 4? All points tempted. Was he was he tempted? Yes. Amen. So, let's take the call. We only got a minute left. We're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. It's me again, Sister Nina. You know, you're sounding very angry since I called. No, very I'm not angry. angry. I'm very passionate, woman of God. I'm very, very passionate about and, the Word of you God. You must have in, in misinterpreted me because I didn't say nothing against the Word of God. The Word of God is in my heart at all times. I said that this country was blessed by God. Amen. I said it was. And, and, and it still is if we repent. And if it, it is under judgment. It's already under judgment because of everybody that, that says that they're Christians and they I, have a lot I of I believe that. Their, we got to go. And we heart. love you and God yes. bless you. Save the loss at all costs. I love you, sis. Bye-bye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about 
our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.